2: All right, welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I'm your host Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for thevikingage.com, where we cover the Minnesota Vikings. And as always, I'm joined by Chris Shad, who writes for us here at the Viking Age as well as own coverage and bring me the news. Uh, Before we start today's show, make sure to if you're if you're uh, watching this on YouTube, like this this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Uh, like the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook, and then the audio version. Of This show is usually available in podcast form, wherever you get your podcasts, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, wherever there are podcasts. All right, uh, we got a bunch to talk about today, but before we get started, Chris, you were out on Thursday, and we didn't even record when this actually happened anyways, but Adam Thielen was released on Friday, Uh, long-time Vikings receiver, guy from Minnesota. Um,
1: Really? Yeah. He's from Minnesota. Yeah, Yeah. That's weird.
2: Um, I know you were heartbroken over the, the decision for him to leave, but you've had time to, to gather your feelings. Um, But quick question. If Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen both retired today, which player would get in the Vikings Ring of Honor first?
1: Uh, so like we're saying like if Justin Jefferson... Knock on wood, got in a car crash and no, like reti-
2: retired. Well, <laughs> not, not died. Why else would he retire? I don't like, know. He's just he, ga- he want to be and like a pro gamer.
1: Forgets how to play football. He wants like, to be
2: like a pro gamer or something. I don't know. Just just decides to walking his,
1: away after three seasons. He wants to save his body and not wins.
2: not have like years of ailments for the rest of his life. Maybe. This
1: this just sounds kind of morbid. That's all I'm saying. No, yeah. no he retired. Um. <laughs> Probably okay. So Justin Jefferson has three of the most unique. But I mean, if he retired to be a gamer, they would put Thielen in first. Yeah, maybe like your like circumstances of the retirement are key. Like if he true. again, yeah, I'm not trying to be morbid. I'm saying if he dies, Justin Jefferson would go in because it, right. it, it's like Malik Sealy with the Timberwolves. Like yeah, nice. Malik Sealy the only number retired in Timberwolves history, which is. Frickin' hilarious because Kevin Garnett literally wants Glenn Taylor dead. Um, otherwise he'd be up there too. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I mean if he retired to be a gamer or something, everybody would be like, Why the why do he do that? Yeah, Adam Thielen, yeah. So right. he yeah. went Adam Thielen if I can add something on Thielen because I didn't we didn't record or anything else. I did some thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I know I've been kind of a staunch opponent of Adam Thielen. Over the past calendar years since we've started the show. I think part of it, you know, he is one of the greatest receivers in Vikings history. I will give him credit for that. He is one of the best origin stories of any Viking that we'll probably ever see. You and Luke, I saw you guys trying to struggle to name uh Minnesota uh mm-hmm. born Lord. Vikings. I, I yeah. would like to give a shout out to the Rochester Rocket, Marcus Sherrills, who yeah, I, went to high I mentioned with. him. I think. Yeah, you did. You did. Uh, obviously, I I just have to because he's a fellow John Marshall Rocket like myself. I remember yeah. going to class and like look at him and be like, man, yeah, it's kind of crazy that kid's like the star running back, and now it's like, oh, he's the greatest punt returner in Vikings history. That's weird, <laughs> yeah. You know, and he's like jacked up too now, which is awesome. He um is? yeah, uh, yeah. He's well, I mean, he's an NFL player. Okay, so, okay, okay. Yeah, you kind of kind of have to be, don't you? Um, I don't even remember what I was talking about. Oh, You're Adam Thielen. Talking- yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, it, it's a bummer that to see him go. Honestly, it's a bummer yeah. to see it end like this. I think both sides really bungled the end. Thielen um, was starting to decline. Um, there were people related to Thielen uh, chirping on social media and that stuff about <laughs> opportunity and whatnot um
2: like okay
1: yeah but I mean feeling like look at the way it was handled by him he's just yeah. like hey I wanted to stay here I wanted to do all this and you know I've kind of cackled about that kind of stuff but I mean he didn't like go scorched Earth on Twitter like mm-hmm. again somebody else we know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. say I got screwed here Kevin O'Connell sucks they only knew how to call passing plays towards me we've heard yeah. that from some Vikings uh acquaintances over the past couple of weeks yeah He just said, okay, it it just didn't work out. And that's the NFL sometime. And that is what I love, 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 love about what the Vikings are doing right now, because it does not matter if you are Adam Thielen, Eric Kendricks. uh, It does not matter if you are Harrison Smith, Dalvin Cook. It does not matter. Quacey is hell bent on getting cap space for 2024 and I, I love it. Like th- this needed to happen probably a year ago, but they wanted to prove Mike Zimmer was wrong. Like he was the big, bad meanie man. So yeah. um, that was kind of my opening statement that I just wanted to lead off with, because I, I feel like Adam Thielen should get some credit, yeah. but um, obviously, you know, I just feel like there's pressing needs on this team.
2: And I'll give, I'll give Thielen some credit too. Cause um, I don't think he went out about his, uh, desires in like a malicious way or anything. Right. I don't th- he didn't really cause a disturbance or anything. He was just like, Hey, I, it seems like I'm probably on my way out, but I, I think I have a lot left in the tank and that's that's fine. That's, that's, that's the way to go about it. And instead of being like, trade me, get me out of here. This place sucks. But he's, he's never been like that. He's not, he's not that kind of guy, whether you believe his feelings are genuine or not. He's never been that person to really create, uh, you know, kerfuffle or whatever. Um, But with Kwesi, too, like he seems he seems like a nice guy. He's got that big smile on his face every every time he's really talking. We see him in the public. He's smiling all the time. He has left his feelings at the door. Um, whatever relationships he developed with the players last year doesn't mean anything. He's there to do a job and he knows that that job sometimes is is difficult, uh, you know, to to part ways with people, no matter how how close you might have become with them or not your feelings don't win you championships. Uh, you know, talented players do. Uh, a, a great roster does, a great locker room, a great head coach. So, like, he's trying to do his job. He was brought there to do a job. He wasn't there to, you know, people please. Because I feel like sometimes the previous regime would get caught up in, like, some of those feelings and be like, oh, well, this player's done so much <clears throat> for our organization, and we should, you know, we should do whatever we can to keep him around. And and I think the – oh, sorry. Well, I, I didn't mean to – Go ahead. Oh, and then it's, it's just, it would be, it would turn out to be like a year or two too late where they brought this player back and it turned out to be a, a bad idea because they didn't really do a whole lot for you. And that was, you know, I feel like Quasi is, is making decisions where like, could Thielen have helped the Vikings next year? Could he been, have could he still have been productive? Yeah, probably. But is it better to just move on now before you have more regrets later and try and kick the thing, kick the can down the road? Um, Yeah, I think he's just he's like, let's just do it all. We keep we keep kicking things down the road. Let's just do it all now. Next year, we'll have like a clean slate like they're set up great for 2024 in terms of cap space right now. Um, And I think that's the focus. I think 2023, they realize, yeah, they want to be competitive. They will be competitive, but they're not like we're going for the Super Bowl in 2023. Strange things, strange things happen and you never know. But um, that's not doesn't seem to be there Their main goal for 2023, 2024 seems to be their their big focus right now.
1: And I think this is a big bet on their coaching staff this year, isn't it? Because year one was proving that Mike Zimmer was the big, bad, meanie man who was holding everybody back. Kevin O'Connell comes in. They, I believe they gave up one or they scored one fewer points and gave up one more point. Very similar, yeah. Than in 2021, and they wound up winning five more games. So, I mean, they're probably looking at this like Mike Zimmer would look at this and be like, well, you're taking away Adam Thielen. You're taking away this. How am I supposed to replace this? I don't know. And Kevin O'Connell's like, screw it. I'll MacGyver it. I'll I'll just, you know. I don't even know if it was Zimmer. I feel like
2: it was more Spielman. I feel like because he was
1: almost kind of he was he was
2: with the organization for such a long time. And he was kind of like the Wolves, like kind of the Wolves probably felt like they could tell Spielman to, to do whatever they wanted and. And he would just be like, all right, I'll just figure out whatever way I have to, even if, you know, it hurts us in the future. But with, with Quacey, he's just like, nah, dude, sweet. You brought me here to do a job and I'm going to do it. So let me. But when they signed Kirk Cousins, Mike Zimmer's first response was, well, what about my That's defense? what I'm
1: saying. When they drafted Justin Jefferson, <laughs> his first response was, well, we're taking, who are we getting out of the corner? Right. Rick's like, we'll take care of it, Mike. Yeah, that's, like, what that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm
2: saying. Spielman is like, he's probably the one who got caught up in the feelings and stuff. Cause he's doing things more for the yeah. ownership. Cause they just, they like, they like, they like everybody. They don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but if you want to win a championship, you got to just get away from that. And Kevin O'Connell comes from the, he was drafted by the Patriots, who are notoriously known in the Bill, Bill Belichick era to just be ruthless and just move on from people, regardless of how much you've done for the organization or not. Like, look at Randy Moss. They're just like, you're spouting off in the media. Okay. See ya. Let's see you later. We're training you to the Vikings. Um, and then, you know, his career is pretty much over a couple of years later, after like a year after he's he's caught like fifteen or twenty touchdowns. So like that's the type of mentality you have to have in the NFL. Like just just leave your feelings at the door. You realize you have a job to do, and you know, you have to make tough decisions. And then the Vikings have been doing that all offseason and they're probably not done. Uh today is the first day of legal tampering, illegal, non tampering. I, I it's the first day of free agency. It's unofficial, but like teams are already negotiating they're agreeing to deals i i think i think it was funny i think like the bears had their first deal like 18 minutes after uh the uh the clock began for the legal tampering i'm like wow they're, they're really quick uh 18 minutes that's all it took um but some moves have been made by the vikings today they have agreed to a deal reportedly with uh a very well known player uh no no nope nope um
1: they paid him like one
2: yeah, uh, the Vikings have signed, uh, not signed yet, it's unofficial. The Vikings have agreed to a three-year deal uh, with former Ravens tight end Josh Oliver uh, worth $21 million. Uh, it's quite a bit of money for someone that most people have never heard of before. Uh, didn't even know he was in there. I feel like the Vikings do this a lot where like they sign someone. I'm like, I had no idea that person existed in the NFL. Um, Johnny Munt was probably one of that person last year and a couple people as well. Definitely had no idea who Josh Oliver was. Uh, This all according to NFL media's Mike Garofalo on Monday. Oliver has been in the NFL for three seasons. I believe he was a third-round pick of the Jaguars, and then he was traded to the Ravens a year later. Uh, He's caught a total of 46 passes and two touchdowns in his NFL career. Last season, though, he did earn PFF's second-best run-blocking grade among all qualifying tight ends. Chris, what's your excitement level on a scale of 1 to 10? After this signing.
1: Uh probably a one. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I got my new air fryer today. That's a little <laughs> bit higher on the That's excitement
2: pretty exciting scale. Though,
1: actually. It it is. I'm gonna heat some leftover pizza this there you afternoon, go, there you go. So uh, there or I guess tonight. Uh it's still light out here in South Dakota. Yeah. So like it's kind of like a mind trip right now. I got the lights on in here and I don't really need them and everything else. Um Kevin O'Connell at the scouting combine talked about how he wanted to have more efficiency yep. in the running game. The Vikings were, uh, I, I think only the Jacksonville Jaguars ran for no gain or negative yards on first down more than the Vikings yep. last year. That was it. Um, we've kind of pinned a lot of the blame on Dalvin cook yep. uh, for his boomer bus running style. But I think the reality was also that they didn't have a, Good push up front. Part of that, you can look at the guards. Uh, Part of that is the offensive line. But I I mean, besides uh, TJ Hawkinson, who came in in the middle of the year, Irv Smith, not a blocker. uh, Josh Oliver is definitely a compliment because he can play that inline tight end. That being said, this really seems like overkill, doesn't it? $7 million for a blocking tight end when you have holes all over the roster. So, I, I, I don't know. I know Kevin O'Connell wants to run the ball more and he wants to do it more efficiently, but this isn't like a Mike Zimmer thing where it's like, we're going to run it on first, second and long and uh, third down because that's the way Bill Parcells will do it. He wants efficiency. And if this, if Oliver, I almost called him this guy. If Oliver comes in and improves the blocking up front, maybe we see more CJ Ham, who, by all accounts, is staying, I, I, I think that the Vikings do want to improve that running game, and that's going to be a top priority this offseason. So um, should it be surprising? A little, because we've never heard of him. But, I mean, in theory, based off what O'Connell said, it's not that surprising of a move that they would move to go get a blocking tight end.
2: Yeah, well, I, th- I think they would rather TJ Hawkinson be utilized more as a pass catcher than a blocker. He's He's a decent blocker, but he's not. That's not his strength. I think this allows you to to use a tight end that can block. Um, I would love to see the breakdown of of his contract before I freak out about giving him twenty one million because that's important, like cap it wise and and can they get out of it after a year. Or two or what well, you know are there void years or whatever um because at first it's like um who 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 is this who, who are you giving money to that you who are you giving money that you don't have to um yeah so i'm i'm curious about that but i think it's it's a indication that like you know thielen has gone so hawkinson's probably just going to be like the de facto number two guy in the offense behind Justin jefferson they want to make sure he gets you know as many possibilities uh as possible to to catch the ball and not be, you know, stuck uh blocking. But still, it's just it's weird. Um could this indicate any sort of future moves that the Vikings are planning? Perhaps something quarterback related. Maybe a quarterback who likes to run more. Are you talking about Lamar Jackson specifically? <laughs> well, there's him, there's Trey Lance, there's what Anthony Richardson in the draft, there's a couple other guys who can run in the draft. So are are they looking to shift more towards an offense like that, where you have a quarterback who's more like a Jalen hurts or more like a Justin Fields who relies more on their, not really, they don't want to rely on their running ability, but they have that ability to do so. Um, you think this could be like a, a transition more towards that direction? Because it seems like we'll talk about it later, but it seems like they're just they're getting ready to move on from Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I think they do want a
1: more athletic quarterback just because that's the way the NFL is trending. You need a quarterback that can kind of move in the pocket, evade a rush, you know, get away from interior pressure, that sort of thing. But when you have a running quarterback, yeah, it increases their potential to get hurt but it also increases what you can do as an offense. So getting Josh Oliver, I mean, that's another way to increase the running game, right? If you, if you get Anthony Richardson, who I don't think the Vikings have any chance in hell of getting after that combine performance, unless like, no, no, I
2: they they need to make some serious moves if they want to do that. They, they would need to
1: get draft capital and then send it all away. um to get anthony richardson yeah. i would love it because yeah. i am a fan of anthony richardson i would be even, very excited if they got even him will Le- even will
2: levis doesn't he have a little he, he can run around a little bit he's too. got some athleticism yeah. yes so
1: like i mean if you did go Will, Le- i mean if will levis tumbles down the board and he's around there at 23
2: if you he's like, not it's like a
1: third round pick or something yeah. <laughs> no i like even with the trade i carolina's T- carolina's trade is so weird is too weird. i i mean and they say like they want to they trade, trade back it up now. and then they're like yeah. well we could trade yeah. back what with you Houston if you want to it's like sunny weaver Jr. is just taking over now like all right we got the number one pick guys um who do you want shit i don't know yeah. what do you mean you don't know we just gave up
2: yeah uh, it's so. it's uh, it's weird i, I don't know because i think they know that maybe the texans have someone in mind and they're what third or the Colts third? Who's third? Are the Colts? The Colts third? are fourth. The Texans are second.
1: Third Seattle.
2: is. Third is third. is the Seahawks because they got the Rams pick.
1: Dun, nah,
2: dun, Which is dun, interesting because they just signed dun, Geno dun, Smith, dun, so it's like. Dun, 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 dun. Arizona. Oh, Arizona is third. So they're not. They're not picking a quarterback. And mm-hmm. well, they could and just fuck everything up. Um, but uh, I don't, yeah. That would be one of the most entertaining
1: picks of the draft if they took a quarterback.
2: Uh, that's another one, too. Like, like maybe, you know, maybe because we're talking about all this cap space in, in 2024, maybe the Vikings are thinking about, you know, what if we can trade for Kyler Murray in, in 2024? Like, this is all stuff that they're possibly thinking about for, for next year. They're they're clearly not planning for this season. Like, I don't even think this signing is for this season. Like, it's to get better. It's to get better blocking this season, but I think it's just geared more towards the future. And I think a lot of their additions and subtractions are for that purpose. And I think this is another one of them. Um yeah, I'm um, I'm I'm curious about this. Like if this is like the first of a couple things or it's like, what are they doing? What like what are they doing the offense? So I'm, I'm I'm curious. Um that's the only player the Vikings have signed so far. uh which is very interesting. They don't have any money though. So they, they they're still under they're still over the cap by, I think, like five or six million. They still have to, like, figure things out before Wednesday's deadline, which is what, 3, 3 p.m. Central. So they got to figure that out. I'm sure sure they will. But what, Jordan Hicks took a pay cut today, um, to stay with the Vikings. Ooh. Uh, Chris Reed took a pay cut, I think, the other day too, to stay with the Vikings. Um, so they're, they're getting some, they're, they've had like random pay cuts too, where like this guy took like 600,000, 600,000 less. And I'm like, like, what? <laughs> you guys are really like, scraping at the bottom of the, the barrel here to get cap space um all right so but some some a major major name left the vikings today mr patrick peterson um uh, after two seasons with the vikings he is leaving to take his talents to pittsburgh to play for the steelers um i wouldn't necessarily say to chase a ring because i don't view the steelers right now as a contender they're always they're, they're kind of like in that vikings boat where like they're always going to be competitive. You never know. like A couple of things can happen a certain way and they can be in contention, but I wouldn't view them right now as a top team in the AFC, especially in the AFC. Um, but according to Adam Schefter, Patrick Peterson is heading to the Steelers. I think it's a two-year deal. I didn't see any of the money. but um, it sounds like, uh, it because like, I think he went on his podcast after and talked about it, and he said like he wanted to re-sign with the Vikings. Everyone always says that too, by the way. I wanted to come back, but uh, it just didn't work out that way. They also, also known as, they didn't offer me enough money. Um, so, um, what, do, what do you, is this a big loss for the Vikings, do you think? Um, from a
1: leadership standpoint, a little bit, because he was kind of one of those vocal leaders on the defense. Uh, as far as like a ability standpoint, I just don't think he was a fit in <laughs> what Brian Flores was going to do. I mean, Brian, Brian Flores plays more press man, uh, Patrick Peterson was one of the best band corners in the NFL once upon a time, but he is also 32 time, years yeah. old. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, what I do know is that Brian McFadden will think that the Steelers are automatically going. To oh, win he's going to love this. Yeah. Um, after that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I mean, that's kind of natural, but I mean, Brian McFadden was like, yeah, Vikings have 15. one They're going to win. Did, the Super I did. I did. I guess that. now would be
2: 60. Every one, time, but, every time they would come on, yeah. And be like the, the Vikings are they're, that, watch out for the Vikings. We want Super Bowl. It's like, uh, uh I need yeah. Uh, I, I don't know.
1: Like, so and Patrick Peterson, very smart, like awesome. He's he's gonna be, be a media superstar, I think, when he retires, oh, yeah. like somewhere. Um, just because he's very knowledgeable, he knows the game and everything else. Some of the stuff. That had happened was kind of self serving though, like listening to his podcast and you know coming on like after the season he he said that he didn't think Kirk Cousins knew what down it was on fourth and eight against the Giants. <laughs> like he's like I don't even think Kirk knew what the thing is. It's like and like Kirk did, Kirk doesn't care. He's just like oh hey hey guys. But like I think he went on their podcast. I don't know. That
2: would have been. I think he went on their podcast once. This yeah. was, uh I think it might have been before the infamous Chris Boyd appearance as well. Oh, the uh tight buttholes. Yeah. <laughs> ah. How's 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 Chris doing these days? I don't think he's coming back either. Uh but yeah, I would agree with you in terms of a loss. The loss is probably felt more in the locker room than it is on the field. He's still you know, I think he's at the point in his career where he relies more on his experience and his his smarts or like he can just figure out probably what the quarterback is about to do and just go to that spot instead of you know maybe shadowing a receiver like he used to be able to he's not like somebody asked me who covers the Steelers like you know what what should I know about Peterson I'm like he's still good he still makes plays but don't put him on an island because um, he's not going to be able to help you out and shadow a guy like he used to. He got, like, I think it was the, Giants, the playoff game where the Giants were like, okay, we're going to throw at you, and you're not going to stop it.
1: Um, well, the first game of the season, too.
2: Right. Christian first Watson,
1: play. Yeah, first play. <laughs>
2: a defensive yeah. play.
1: But yeah, Christian Watson ran right by him and dropped to 75. Like, if he catches that pass, how how different is the season? And like that—that's kind of. And even when like about. what
2: he intercepted that pass against the Bills, it was in the end zone. He ran it out, and he ran it out like thirty yards, and he just like fell because he was just already too tired. I'm like the the Patrick Peterson of like five years ago would have taken that to the house. Uh, so uh, he's he can help. He can like 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 a Thielen or a Kendricks. He can help you um, experience why He's going to be good for the young corners in the Steelers uh, locker room. Um, just the defense in general. Um, and the sealers they it's Mike Tomlin. He likes to get these guys in there. He knows like veterans offer, you know, a lot more than just their, their play on the field. So it is what it is. I enjoyed, it. I enjoyed his time with the Vikings. I, I enjoyed the Patrick Peterson run with the Vikings. I didn't think anything of him. I think maybe he could have probably left the Cardinals alone a little bit. Didn't really have to say all the things that he said. Um, but he obviously had some stuff he wanted to get off his chest and now after the nfl pa survey uh, i don't blame him uh with the cardinals just yeah. being terribly rated um so that was that and i think uh what else cam Danzler, he was uh waived by the vikings last week that was something that kind of went under the radar and people were like it was a little shocking but people were like eh, okay like it's not it's not like the end of the world when you piss off two coaching <laughs> staffs
1: like it's you're probably Did he piss the off the other one? The the new one? Uh, well, they played Bashad Breland over him, who was like, "No, I'm like, talking about he the current one." From the horny badger online. Oh, like this yeah. one? Well, I mean, he got benched for Duke Shelley. Wow, like, yeah, Duke know. Shelley is elite. Then, <laughs> according to PFF, yeah, um, I I mean, like it, there are just so many question marks around Dancer, and he never got it. Like his frame, everybody's kind of like, "Wow, 170 pound corner, this ought to be interesting." He's not Yeah, he's banged up like repeatedly. <laughs> And then also too, it was just he wasn't fast. No. Like I, I know, like when he came out, I think he ran like a four six at the combine, yeah. which that's not yeah. good. But they're like, no, but he ran four four three four is, at his pro day or whatever it was. It's like, oh really? Everyone yeah. does. Okay, okay. yeah, I, I run a four two as well. I, um, I think the
2: of his career was probably just like his rookie training camp where he was just like, I think him and Thielen were like going at it that whole and it was 2020 so like he was like next to mike hughes
1: and like it's like when you go to the bar and like you you see like a six and everybody else is like a three like the six looks a hell of a lot better so
2: um but yeah he he was like breaking up passes and stuff i think he yeah he he was a he was a week one starter um as a rookie so like zimmer obviously was impressed with him um but then he continued to be like on the opposite end of, or the wrong end of like some of some terrible plays like that. I think it was that, that two minute drive against the Seahawks in 2020 where Madison went, they went for it on like fourth and two or whatever and Madison missed it. And then Russell Wilson went the whole, you know, length of the field and Dancer giving up like a, he, he lost like his guy. He's supposed to like really cover like DK Metcalf, Metcalf and. He, he lost. Ah,
1: uh, Harrison Smith, cover your bleeping yeah, guy. Yep. Ken. And then
2: the uh, <laughs> the the Lions when they were what zero and ten, they
0: my rewards tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill
2: 2021 and Dansler didn't know where the goal line was for some reason it was the last play of the game and he was just like here come right in come on I'm on right I'm on Ross St. Brown just walk right in the end zone it's okay we're playing we're, we're playing zone but forgot to cover your zone um but like he's young enough where I feel like he could still figure some things out and I wouldn't say he was put in probably the the best positions as far as, um, at least with Zimmer, like he's not really known to be that great to young guys. I'm sure he was impressed with him at first, but seemed like he might have got on his nerves, especially wasn't he like a, was he week one scratch in year two?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was the Bashad reeling. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Something, something was going on. Um, so I don't know. It's probably good for him to just get a fresh start, but it just, he wasn't really. And like like you said, like Flora's defense, I don't I don't know if he was much of a fit for what they want to do. He wasn't drafted by the current regime. They're they're sticking with Andrew Booth and uh, Caleb Caleb Evans and whoever else they bring in. Um, so not 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 a big big loss. And then of course I talked about earlier, but Jordan Hicks uh, took a pay cut today to stay with the Vikings. Is that dude? Is that are you surprised that he's staying with the Vikings? Or I don't know.
1: A little, because it was very easy to move on. Um, I guess the counter argument to that is you don't want to release everybody on the defense. And, like, Phil Mackey pointed this out, too. So, I mean, I'm kind of using that take, but... Brian Osamoa didn't really have a big role as a starter. So I mean, if anything, if he's not as good as you think he is, you have Jordan Hicks who can play. Um, he was actually very good against the run. So I yeah. mean, if you can find another coverage linebacker, I mean, you can't go into the offseason like, all right, we need three linebackers, four corners, yeah. Yeah. and what like you don't even have you don't have enough money. Cheap- there. If he and if he's willing to take the pay cut, he's cheap enough where it's not gonna hurt you to bring him back. Right. So, as long as you don't have him in coverage, I think he can be a serviceable piece. Plus, uh Brian Flores will actually adapt and not just keep trotting him out there um in coverage situations. And I think he's been a good so, blitzer.
2: That's a that's a strength of his that wasn't mm-hmm. really used last year as well, so I think that's something that yeah. probably intrigues them. Also, he was cheaper than Eric Kendricks to keep around. So that's probably why <clears throat> they kept him around. Also, this regime signed him, so they thought something of him before and they want to keep keep him around. I think I think they might have reduced his year. He had two years left, I think. And they might have reduced it to one year. Um, so there's that. That's all the events of today. Let me check real quick. Uh, I don't see anything else happening. Aaron Rodgers is still leaving people in limbo because why else would he do that? Why would he just make a decision? That's why
1: I, I love how Trey Wingo is like the deal's basically, basically done, and then Garrett Wilson comes out like I can enjoy my vacation now. I was expecting like a live appearance on Pat McAfee where he's like this propaganda it's media it's, just, it's all bullshit it's oh yeah he'll do that tomorrow maybe that's what he's waiting oh, for
2: give for pat, sure. pat mack the sure um it just makes me think of the Anthony. or or we're all just
1: propaganda assholes <laughs> just uh spreading <laughs> lies and rumors and everything it makes else. me think
2: of the anthony barr uh when he negotiated with the jets and he was and everyone's like He signed with the Jets. He signed with the Jets. And then a couple hours later, he's like, nah, I'm not. Because I think Greg Williams was the defensive coordinator. Um, I'm like, yes, stick it to Greg. Uh, Deserves it. And then Anthony. Yeah.
1: The part of the story people seem to forget is that the Vikings significantly up their offer in the 11th hour. Uh, A lot of people are like, oh, bar. Oh, and the Jets almost had more money. Yeah.
2: That's who that's 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 who Kirk Cousins used to, uh, get more money from the Vikings. So
1: Is Kirk Cousins going to the Jets uh, if this falls through? That's what we call a transition in the business. That's what we call...
2: Yeah, and pe- yeah. people are freaking out today, too, because Sam Darnold signed with the Niners, and they're like, oh, there goes any hope of Kirk Cousins going to the I'm like, Sam Darnold? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think that ends any hope of uh, Kirk Cousins going to the Niners. Alright, so some other news that happened on, on the weekend that we were going to talk about before all this stuff. I forget that like day one the unofficial day one is actually just basically day one and everything happens yes and I'm just like oh shoot like just so much like I'm a, I, I don't really use tweet deck a lot but today is a day where you use it and it's just like just everything's just coming in all right so Sunday Mike garofolo I think they had like some free and Bonanza special or whatever on uh, NFL Network and Mike Garofolo. Free agency frenzy. Yes, yes, that's what it was called. Um, so it seems like uh, momentum is building towards no extension for Kirk Cousins. This is what Mike Garofolo had to say on Sunday. Um, he says that the Vikings have made it clear they're trying to come to a solution that works for both parties in a contract extension. There have been discussions, but nothing is imminent. Right now, Kirk Cousins has a roster bonus of $20 that will be earned later this week, and he's due to be paid $15 million of it next week. So that's kind of sort of a soft deadline to get something done. But I'm not sensing any momentum toward an extension getting done. And it's quite possible that Cousins plays out the last year of his deal. How does this make you feel about the Vikings' plans for the future?
1: Uh there's another thing too. Uh Mark Wilf appeared on Good Morning Football uh this morning in studio.
2: Oh yeah, so uh, on I, NFL I didn't Network. watch the clip but.
1: and he yeah, so basically, uh Kyle Brandt, who I mean, get yourself a friend like Kyle Brandt, because if he's like as loyal as he is to you, uh as he is to Kirk Cousins, oh, yeah. like that that's like a bromance yeah. type of thing right there. But he's like, Hey man, like hey Kirk Cousins, I love Kirk Cousins, like what about Kirk? Like, you know, you know, keep and like all Mark Wolf basically would say is 2023. We like we we like him in 2023. He's going to lead us in 2023, 2023, 2023, 2023. Said nothing about we expect to him to carry the franchise for many, many years. <laughs> so I like it. I, I like this because the like I we've said this before. The only way that I would have been cool with the Kirk Cousins extension <laughs> is if it was one of those contracts where you got a little extra, you know, funny money on the mm-hmm. back end where you can renegotiate, you can restructure, which is everybody's favorite word, or do something with him. Again, the guy is gonna be 35 in week one, I believe. Um, you know, age comes for everyone. And I mean, if Kirk's sitting there going into these things, being like, I would like a long term deal and I would like 50 million a year, and I want it fully guaranteed. No. I, I mean, that it, it fits in with Kwesi's motives. Like he, he is, his goal is to get cap space for 2024. So he can pay Justin Jefferson, he can pay Christian Darysaw, and he can pay TJ Hawkinson. Yep. And you know, if Kirk wants to, if Kirk balls out next year, they can go back to the renegotiating table yep. and be like, all right, let's, let's give you one last contract. But I mean, at this point, the Vikings have to have every possibility open because a great way to get those three guys paid and not like, like the thing with cousins is we've said it before you, you started talking about Lamar Jackson yeah. and, and the thing about Lamar Jackson trade that I wouldn't like or signing, I guess signing. And then you'd have to give up draft pick compensation yeah. Um, thing that I wouldn't like if the Vikings did that, which in like if we were playing Madden and there's no salary mm-hmm. cap, like, yeah, of course I'd want Lamar Jackson, but you would be in the same hole that you were in with Kirk Cousins. And Lamar can make up for more of those flaws that Kirk can because he's a more athletic quarterback, but like you wouldn't have money to go, okay, our guard sucks. Let's go get a guard. Oh, we need linebackers. Let's go get linebacker. Let's go get corners. You have to overpay for some of it, but, but you can do it. You don't really care. The Vikings are in a situation with Kirk Cousins that he's like, I want $50 million fully guaranteed next year. It doesn't work it, right. it it doesn't work because Justin Jefferson's contract is going to kick in it, it, like you need to be smarter about how you spend your money and giving a 36-year-old quarterback 50 million dollars who is not Tom Brady, not Aaron Rodgers, not Peyton Manning, not any other quarterback that you can go on stathead and type in your little stats and you know Kirk Cousins has the highest completion rating on fourth and eight in a playoff game where the outside temperature is exactly 17 degrees and the sidewalks are frozen. So, some fat loser can crack his head open after the game. Not that I was there or anything.
2: Um, Yeah. I mean, if I was Kirk um, at this point, I kind of wouldn't want to be like under contract with the Vikings right now. I look at what like Derek Carr just got from the Saints. I look at, you know, some of the other contracts that are being given out. Um, Gino Smith, and uh, who's the other guy that just signed, too? Gino Smith. Garoppolo? He signed. What are you talking about? There, there's Derek Carr, there's Gino Smith. Oh, Daniel Jones. Um, oh, Daniel yeah. Jones, like, he's better than all those guys. But all
1: those contracts have funny money on the they back do. end.
2: They do, they do. that's like, true. Like,
1: they're getting paid a lot up front, and then they can say goodbye to one later. But, uh,
2: I mean, yeah, and, and what? what is Kirk Cousins, like, looking for right now? Is he looking for a final payday, or does he want to win a Super Bowl? And I've seen a lot more people the last few days being like, Kirk Cousins should just ask for a trade to the Niners. He should just just get out of there and try and win a Super Bowl. And like I, I don't know if he wants to do that. Like I think he likes being comfortable. I think he likes where he is in Minnesota. His kids were born there and everything. Um, I think he likes familiarity. I think he likes getting paid. He's like, so like, would he want to pack up everything and go to San Francisco? He says like, yeah, I love Kyle Shanahan and everything, but would he want to do that? Um, But at the same time, does this, should the Vikings make more of an attempt, knowing that Kirk Cousins probably isn't going to get an extension this year, should they make more of of an attempt this offseason to try and trade him or try and convince Kirk Cousins that he should, look for a trade or should they hang on to him for the final year? Maybe draft a quarterback, let him sit behind him for a year and then replace him next year.
1: Well, that decision is up to Kirk cousins. Cause he got no trade right. con- clause in his contract. So I guess if Kirk came up, came to them, like here, here's the weird thing: is Darius Smith, like had that weird thing on Thursday where he's like, thanks guys. Peace <laughs> out. And he's, they're like, we're not releasing you. Like, what are you doing? Like you are under contract with us. Get bent. Like, <laughs> Like, I think it would probably be the same thing. Like Kirk cousins goes up to them. Like I would like a trade to Kyle Shanahan, my best friend. And the Vikings would probably say, no, you're going to stay here. You're going to start. And we're going to trade up for Anthony Richardson because we can't throw him on the field immediately. Just tossing a name out there. Um, You know, I, it's important not to cave in unless the deal gives you flexibility. If you do all this stuff, you release Harrison Smith, Eric Kendricks, Adam Thielen, all these guys and you extend Kirk cousins with a three-year fully guaranteed deal. Like that's mixed messages. Like even, even, you know, we're talking about Josh Oliver and we're like, you're really going to pay a blocking tight end. At least you have the same theme. Like, Hey, we want to get better in the running game. Okay. I get it. Like extending Kirk cousins at this point would just be bizarre unless the contract kind of um, fits into what they want to do.
2: Yeah. Um, keep seeing, I think, um, think it might have been brad his last name uh escapes me but he's from pff and he spielberg something like that yeah um and he he posted a tweet like just 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 rambling here um but like you know the vikings don't have really a lot or enough capital to really move up in the draft you know they they're probably not going to send kirk cousins the niners what are they are, do they want trey lance are they going to move on from him he's like just you know, just throwing it out there, Trey Lance from Minnesota. I'm like, what what would you think of that if if that happened? If the Niners and, and Vikings made a deal and Kirk Cousins ended up in San Francisco and Trey Lance ended up in Minnesota, what what would you think about that approach as opposed to drafting uh, a quarterback for the Vikings?
1: I think it would be. I mean, you're not really tanking if you do that. Like, I think everybody's like. Oh, I just hope not the Vikings don't yeah. tank. I, I, I think you have enough pieces. Like if you brought Trey Lance to Minnesota, like you have enough pieces where you're probably going to win. I mean, you're not going to flatline and go win three games no. like Justin Jefferson, Christian Darisaw, and TJ Hawkinson. And a couple of draft picks is a high enough floor to have you win six or seven games, which is the exact. Kind of same spot Cousins will put you in most of the time, like those eight to nine wins. I was gonna with, say, cousins, you know, the, a pop up
2: thirteen. Cousins will get you eight or nine. Come on,
1: but but <laughs> here's the thing. So if you trade, if you trade Cousins for trade Alliance, maybe they'll be like, hey, we'll give you a third extra third round pickers. Yeah. Like if you make that deal, Trey Lance comes over. Let's say Trey Lance sucks. You know what the best part about that is? You get a high draft pick, twenty twenty four. You probably have extra draft capital. You can move up yeah. to get a guy in a quarterback class that a lot of people like. So, I I mean, that's like a no-lose situation if Kirk Cousins goes, trade me to San Francisco, get Trey Lance back in that deal, have him play. If he plays great, wow, we just found our franchise quarterback. This is awesome. If he sucks, okay, 2024 draft, let's go.
2: That's why I was kind of intrigued. I mentioned Sam Darnold or whatever agreed to a deal with uh, the Niners earlier, and I'm like, but I was like, why wouldn't they get a quarterback who has a similar skill set to Trey Lance if they're like if he's their if he's their guy, wouldn't you wanna kinda have the same offense so you wouldn't have to switch your offense completely if Trey Lance goes down? Um and so maybe they're they want it to be Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold. Maybe they wanna trade for a more, you know, a tra- traditional pocket passer like a Kirk Cousins. Um so I don't know. I don't know. A lot a lot could happen in the next few days. I did look at the Niners cap space. They only have like three million in cap space. So they, they would have to make some some some, some significant moves. Um oh.
1: and they just signed uh Hargrave to a big right. old contract. Right.
2: They'd have to so they'd have to do some shuffling. It's possible a lot of teams are able to just renegotiate at the like drop of a pin or whatever and, and move money around, but they'd have to do some figuring out if, if he was gonna there. But the Jets is interesting as well because if Rogers is like Nah, not gonna do it. Just wanted to tease you again and I'm gonna go back to the Packers and the Packers are like, No, <laughs> we don't want you back. <laughs> like, did you hear yeah. the owner get interviewed? And he's like, Yeah. Yeah, I guess he could come back if like things don't happen the way we want them to happen. But uh that does not sound like a ring endorsement of them wanting Aaron Rodgers back. Um, but I would if he doesn't go to New York, i think they might be a team that's like so what do you want for kirk cousins because uh because mike you? white just left two yeah. the jets garoppolo's off the market a bunch of guys are off the market so like that's a team That's a team to keep an eye on sidebar before we get into something else like did you hear aaron Rodgers
1: is like going to be like the guest speaker at like some psychedelic science that was during
2: super bowl week i think in arizona no
1: there's one in denver
2: in that's june another one it's like oh. even bigger oh good good there's another one
1: it's like something I'd probably just want to go to. Do you want to buy a ticket? No, I'm good. I'm just going to put out a lawn chair and, <laughs> well, and watch, these, watch these idiots start licking the walls, thinking they're melting or something. I
2: but, think mushrooms are, are legal in um, in Denver there.
1: There's a sure. lot of things that are legal in Denver. For sure.
2: Oh, um, uh, Peterson's deal with the Steelers is two years, 14 million <sighs> with 5.85 guaranteed. So not crazy. Yeah, but I wouldn't have done that. That's That's probably too much for what the Vikings are trying to do right now. So I don't blame them for saying no thanks. Well, uh, like he wasn't that much better that, than even what Caleb Evans when he was on the field. Like right. Caleb Evans, look, he looked pretty good. He just got to find a way to not get a bunch of concussions. Um, all right, moving on to the last topic before we get out of here because there's just lots to talk about today. Um, Fun show, something yeah, for everybody, right? Um, I think it was Sunday or Sunday or Saturday. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler he put out him in Dan Graziano always put out like this free agency news or whatever they heard from the combine or stuff going on the free agency on, on ESPN plus. So you got to pay for it to read it, but I pay for it. and I read, um, get those hockey games too, man. I, they are on there. I don't watch them cause I don't have time. Um, I, I actually use it more for the, you're not, for, you're not a big Ducks fan. I like Ducks, the Ducks. Are fu- Ducks are a fun team. I like the Ducks, but I haven't been paying attention to get fully invested. In like playoffs, I'll watch the playoffs for sure. Yes. Um, but I use Sorry. it more for like the 30 for 30s. Like I've watched mm-hmm. so many of those on there because they're all on there. And I'll just be like, yes, I, I will watch, just watch the, the big East one. Uh, just convenient timing that Jim Beheim was just let go. Ooh, and then he just fired a radio host for being too negative. So, but, uh, I, I digress. Jeremy Fowler. Uh, this weekend reported that multiple teams from around the NFL believe that the Vikings are trying to trade Delvin Cook this year. No one's really surprised about that. Uh, but he also reported that the Vikings are trying to re-sign free agent running back Alexander Mattis. Uh, right now, Chris, what would you say the chances are that Delvin Cook would be, will be the Vikings starting running back in 2023? 50%. Oh, okay. I, th- I think it's 50-50 because he
1: got that shoulder. The only reason he uh, figured it out. The only reason he got that shoulder su- surgery is because he has a $2 million guarantee that was triggered due to injury. So what does he do? Oh, I think I'll have that shoulder surgery now. And again, football players should go and get every penny they can. But mm-hmm. why are you playing with a broken shoulder blade mm-hmm. for four years until... It benefits you.
2: What? Did, what was uh, the last? Was the last dance where Scotty Pippen was like, "I'm not yeah. gonna like, I'm not gonna fuck up my summer. I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna yeah, get surgery. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get surgery right when the season starts."
1: Um, yeah. Sidney right um, <laughs> um, Rice pulled that too,
2: didn't yep. he? Yep, he did. Like, like uh, was the, was he hit, had the hip, hip injury, his? and yep. he's like, "I yep. want a
1: contract." And then he's like, "September rolled around. He's like, let 'Let's do it. Let's yep. go under the knife.' Yep. That's great. Um, great. Whatever. You gotta get your money." Like i I would not be surprised if Cook. Came back just because of the contract issue, and maybe it's a little harder yeah. to trade that. Yeah. It's like people are gonna be like, I'm not paying him 14 million, like that's insane. Well, I don't think they'd be on the hook for 14, I think they'd be on the
2: hook for like seven or eight. So it's oh, it it's, would be like good.
1: seven. And you could, I mean, you could retain salary, couldn't you? Right? So or it's like maybe I got hockey on the brain, but
2: no, you could you could put it on like dead camp or whatever. Um, yeah. but I think like it's, it's seven or eight if a team acquires them, it. so it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like compensation wise, I think like because I think Doogie. Reported last week, there 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 is an offer on the table for for Dalvin Cook. Like some team made an offer, um, but then like him and Judd were talking, and they're like, it was, it was pretty late round pick compensation wise. So I think the Vikings are they're probably like we're open to training him, but we're not going to give him away because he can right. still help us. But yeah, so you you 50 huh? I would I'll go forty. I think I think I'm going to go lower. I just. And it seems high, doesn't it? Like 40 seems like
1: in, yeah. in a perfect world you used to be like, yeah, get him out of here. Because I, like we said, they want to improve the running game. Yeah. And Dalvin Cook was not good. I know he had a thousand yards. He was not good last year
2: outside of like five or six runs. Yeah. Buffalo probably his best yeah. best run. Uh, I think I was more surprised about the news that they want to re-sign Madison. Like. I get it because he's cheaper and he's been the system and everything. But like, I've never been that big of a fan of, of his, like, I always feel like he needs 35 carries to be productive and he's not good. And like short bursts, his vision is not that great as we knew from fourth and two. Um, so, I, and I look at the, the free agent market and like all the running backs available in there, or even just drafting someone. I'm like, like that'd be a better, maybe they, they still might do that. but I feel like that would be a better Option to take than just to bring back Madison and and they like Ty Chandler too, but I, I don't know. That was more surprising to me than than even the Cook stuff about the trade because I think we've known they they want they want to try and figure out something with Dalvin Cook because apparently he doesn't want to take a pay cut. Not surprising. Um, but they want to they wanted to figure something out because they don't want him to have a fourteen million dollar cap it. Um, they have to figure that out. But um, how would you feel about a Madison Ty Chandler backfield in twenty twenty three?
1: I think you better draft someone. If that's the case, like the thing with Matt, Madi- some people really like Alexander Madison and that's, that's fine. I I get it. <clears throat> but if the coaching staff liked Madison as much as like this signals, they do. Why didn't Madison only get 72 carries last year when Dalvin cook was ramming into the back of the offensive line or, you know, fumbling on a trick play at the goal line in Detroit? Why wasn't it like, hey, here's the other thing. Uh, week 18 against Chicago, Dalvin Cook hurts himself. I, I can't remember what it was. It was like yeah. just bang knees or something. Yeah. Dalvin yeah. Cook went right back into the game and there was no business <laughs> yeah. that uh, they should have just shut him down because the game yeah. meant nothing. They were playing a team that was tanking for the number one pick.
2: They, and like, they, 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 they switched they their quarterbacks. Yeah. They
1: trotted Dalvin Cook back <laughs> out like, there. It's
2: like, like Nathan so, Peterman,
1: you're doing too well. You need to get out. Come on. So come what on. has changed? What what changed from all right, Dalvin's our guy. Like we're we're not even gonna play Alexander Madison in this situation. To yeah, we'll bring Alexander Madison back. Like something just doesn't add up. If you can get him for two point two million dollars, so I don't even count Kane Wongwu as a running back. Like they they yeah. just don't use him that way. And mm-hmm. we're on two different regimes. Who even one that's like an offensive mastermind. Like looking at Kane Wongwu would be like yeah, just a kick returner. So like. They brought back Madison for two. Uh, I think over the cast valuations around two million dollars. Yeah. You bring back Ty he, Chandler, who's like, on a cheap contract. Even if he's like four, it'd be fine. With yeah, and you draft you draft a guy in the later rounds. Like
2: yeah.
1: I don't know, get uh, Sean Tucker from Syracuse is a guy yeah. that I would yeah. like. Kenny McIntosh from Georgia.
2: Um, who's the guy from Minnesota?
1: Mo Ibrahim. But I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think he'll be a good pro. No. He no. just doesn't have the long speed. Like he never no. breaks runs. So I could be wrong. I've been wrong before.
2: So (laughs) you have, yeah. Um, Well, all right. I'll leave you with this before we get out of here. Um, Better chance of happening next season: Dalvin Cooks for Dalvin Cook returns as the Vikings' number one running back, or Kirk Cousins signs another extension.
1: Oh, it's tough. (laughs) That's the point. Yeah, I think it's. I think Cook returning, yeah, is more likely than an extension. So, like I I I would just be shocked if Kirk agreed to an extension with because they're not going to do the full guaranteed thing. No like if idea. if they if they went and they did three years full or like even one year fully guaranteed, I'd be kind of surprised. But yeah, I I don't I don't think the I don't think Kirk's camp is going to butch on that. So.
2: Oh, and like his tone, like I've heard about this like all offseason about like in public appearances or even on podcasts, Kirk Cousins. He just sounds like he's like he knows like. His time's coming to an end, like probably in Minnesota. Um, and like, he's not, even if he wants to stay, he's not going to probably get the deal that he wants. Um, where I feel like with Rick Spielman, he was, and his agent and cousins were like, we can get this guy to do anything. We'll just, we'll just do whatever we want. He'll give us whatever we want. And then Quasi comes in and he's like, Mm-mm, nope, not, we're not doing this anymore. We're not, we're not kicking this can down the road to give you, to give you more money when you're not even really helping us in the cap situation. You're just pretty much just making it worse for longer. Um, so yeah, I would say Devin Cook coming back has a better chance than than Kirk signing an extension. But you never know; in these next couple of days, th- things could happen overnight. Um, and we'll just have to wait and see. Free see officially begins at three p.m. on Wednesday. That's when teams can just sign players. Right now, they're just negotiating. Um, they're continuing their negotiations that they probably started weeks ago. Um, but. Yes, Wednesday at three PM Central is when everything officially goes down, <sighs> and the Vikings have to be uh, under the cap by then. So they need to still make some moves before that, to, before they can even do anything. Um, but that'll that'll be it for today. Long show today. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the channel, like this video, follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook, and the audio version of this podcast will be available in the morning on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time. Chris and I talk to you later.
0: Say goodbye